Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour uh, podcast, and we're excited today as we're answering your biblical questions, and we've got some great questions and had some great questions. Listen, as we're traveling through this season of Explore the Bible, and really taking the Bible from cover to cover. Of course, we do that in preaching and teaching for our Sunday school uh, programs, but also just taking the church through every year, read the Bible and provide platforms like this to answer questions. Boy, we're getting some good ones. I got a good one today, but really before we get into the question, Brother Caleb is with us this morning. We are short one because Brother Derek O'Quinn, our missions pastor, is normally in the studio with us, is uh, not with us today because uh, he and his wife, Lindsay, just had a baby and uh, well, praise the Lord for that. Brother Caleb, how are they, how are they doing? Well, I think they're doing good. We're going to, we're going to go over and see him today, check out the the new baby and uh, take probably taking some food. So I'd take that baby yeah. a Big Mac, a nine pound one ounce baby. baby. I mean, that they is had a, nine that is a pound big baby. Baby, that thing could eat baby. a Big Mac right that's, now. That's not a baby. That's like a teenager. So uh, it was the baby shaven. Well, it's a girl, so probably not. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, they have to shave too. So, I, I mean, or at least they should. I know in some countries that doesn't work, but over here in Robertson County, we we like it when the girls at least shave their armpits. So, anyway, I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, y'all, we are love you? you, man. We love you. <laughs> hey, brother Derek. This podcast is like none other. At least shave their armpits. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't care about the legs, but the armpits is nice. So, uh, well, that's good. I'm glad that uh, they're doing well, and he'll be back in the studio. Uh, I'm sure he. I'm surprised he's not here today because when they had the baby Monday. Uh, Tuesday. Oh, I'm Tuesday. Su- I'm surprised yeah. because we're actually record on Thursday for our episode that comes out on Monday. So I'm surprised he's not here because, like, have you have y'all? Uh, I mean, brother Michael, you're experienced with this. You know what it's like to bring a newborn baby home. Uh, all I know is I was ready to get back to work after about three hours. I will say this: it's a lot easier to come to work, but sometimes the easiest thing to do is not the right thing to do. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just say that. Is it different? Well, that yeah, that is that's a great point. That's so that's a sermon. That that really mm. is. I wish we had about another hour to explore mm. that. Have babies. Idea. Help your wife. Love your kids. Good word. Boy, that's good. Brother David Levels with us. Yes, How sir. you doing, Brother David? Very well. Glad to be with you. Well, you're looking good today. Unfortunately, our uh, studio audience can't can't see, but you're true. I mean. You're really starting to fit in here at Robertson County. I mean, you and Brother Caleb, of course, Brother Caleb has a wide variety of wardrobe, but I'm really I'm, I'm really pleased to see uh, Dr. David Level really getting uh, Robertson County-ish. So yes, thank you. Thank you. You're looking great. Very well. Hey, uh, well, <laughs> as, as our listeners know, we are stationed here in uh, Springfield, Tennessee. In Tennessee, Brother Caleb, you're... Born in Alabama, raised in Alabama, went and you came here from New Orleans because you went to seminary. And uh, brother Michael, you grew up here, and brother David really grew up in New Orleans too. So y'all come from a background of climate. 
Mm. Not climate change. That's a whole other podcast that we don't have time to explore. Do you think it's real? Just real quick, yes or no. Do you think climate change is real? No explanation, just yes or no. No. Caleb? I really want to give an explanation. No, no explanation, just yes or no. Yes. Okay. I do believe it because we've had an ice age before any carbon emissions, so... It makes sense that that would happen again. I'm going with no. Okay, just clear the air. Well, just just going from yesterday to today, we've at least we can say the weather has changed. Absolutely, because it's icy right now. Well, the weather changes, but I mean, yeah, that global warming is killing us out here because it's like 31 degrees with a wind chill factor of 14. I mean, we are the reason given for climate change. I disagree with. Cow, cow I agree. Fart. I'll I agree. That. I agree. I'll say that. Does uh the, do the flatulence from the cows? I mean, is that is that really impacting? <laughs> no, it's the armpit hair that does it. No, we got to it shave. Ca- it catches those carbon emissions. <laughs> Holds, Holds them in, in the atmosphere. <laughs> it's like a filter. Is it like <laughs> a filter? It is. We don't have those around here at the podcast. <laughs> Nope. So uh, anyway, I mean, while we're on climate change, what a what a change! Uh, that's what I was talking about as far as Tennessee. Now that you're here in Tennessee, you get to experience. We get all the seasons. Amen. You know, we get fall and winter and spring and summer. And here in Tennessee, you usually get those biweekly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like last week I got sunburnt. Today I got windburnt. So I mean, it's just how it goes. And then uh, I was thinking about today because uh, schools are out. And, of course, here in Tennessee, we let, and Robertson County, but all across the state, we let schools out. Uh, by the way, Grace Baptist Academy is not out because we come to school. Our inclement weather policy is this. We have none. <laughs> we just come to school. Because, I mean, I, I mean it's a, it's tough. We, we're right now in, in a tough season of education. Mm. student education across the board, across the whole world, but the United States and here in Tennessee, it's just, it's tough because of the pandemic. We've been in uh, virtual school. I, I was laughing today, Brother Caleb, because this is the kind, this would summarize the influx of problem that we have in our education system. And I know, honestly, I'm not being critical because we're doing the best that we can. I mean, we're honestly doing the best we can. How do you navigate? Now, I think that we're far enough along now that we could probably do it a little better and better decisions. But but here's an example. Like today, school is canceled for inclement weather. Okay? <laughs> but we're doing virtual school. Mm-hmm. How do you cancel virtual school because of inclement weather? The kids are at home. That's a profound question. <laughs> I actually feel bad because, like, you know, me and uh, Katie were talking about this yesterday. Your daughter, both, Steve. But, like... Which my daughter is a part of this system. She's a senior this year. But snow days, like, will be something that she probably tells her kids about one day, and they just look at her like she's crazy. Like, like that's depressing. Because everything will be virtual. Because everything will be virtual. But I do understand... Man, teachers got it rough right now, y'all. It's extremely difficult. I mean, they're they're responsible for teaching kids at home that are laying in their bed and they're not getting up, and they're also responsible for teaching kids at school. And uh, it's tough. So if you know a teacher out there, be encouraging. Encourage a teacher because they're they're in uncharted territory right now. Well, they're having great difficulty, and we love our teachers. And 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 I'm really proud of our school system. I just realized that sometimes 
it, it's tough. And and snow days, like they used to be the greatest yep. thing, but those are slowly coming to an end. But <laughs> I just thought it was funny though that that we cancel virtual school. It just, I mean, they're already at home. How do you how do you how do you do that, brother David? You got any thoughts on that? I'm speechless. <laughs> How do you cancel virtual school? If they cancel virtual school, maybe that means they have to actually leave their house if they're going at home and go out. Right? That would be the opposite of yeah. what you would normally do. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's well, it really I, I mean, it's pretty, sense. pretty profound. <laughs> the only way you cancel virtual school is if your internet provider goes down. Maybe they if were anticipating with all of the quarter of inch of ice that we were going to get, maybe we were anticipating... You know, all internet. So I'd be more worried about an RV bomb canceling the the internet. <laughs> Sorry, oh, we're in Tennessee. It's you never soon. can no, tell. It's too soon. That it's is, that, you know, that's it happened. You know, so here here's the thing. Well, I do. Let me say this, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, we're really proud of our teachers, and we're really grateful in support of all of our public school teachers and all of our private school teachers because they're shaping tomorrow's. Future. So let me put a, uh, a a plug in for our teachers. As a matter of fact, Brother Michael, your wife is a teacher, and um, you know, so we're 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 thankful for what they do, and they don't have it easy. They don't have an easy job. Our public school system, like I say, um, I, I I believe honestly we've done the best that we can, and we're navigating times that how do you educate children when you can't. Yeah, you know, theoretically, you can't gather them. So, uh, the, as we navigate, and I believe get on the other side of a pandemic, I, th- I think that we're rounding the corner. I'm grateful for the vaccine being out and many people participating in that. So, uh, this is going to change. I believe you're right, Brother Michael. This this will change education for the future. I mean, um, if you really think about it, it benefits us taxpayers uh, because uh, virtual school is much cheaper to do than, you know, in person. But the question really is the value and, you know, how that how that correlates the value of education in a child's life. I know one thing, it may be easier on the school system as a whole, but it's not easier on the parents. I don't even think it's effective. Well, I mean, I could be wrong, but like I've, I've got a buddy um, who's like a contracted counselor for schools and every principal he's talked to has given him the same statistic that 30% of all kids that are in virtual school are failing two or more classes. Mm. Well, this is one of the reasons why we implemented here at our church. And uh, if you are in the area in Robertson County, you can, you can take advantage of this, but we implemented uh, for all of our students, yep. free tutoring. And Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we have teachers, Robertson, uh, Robertson County School teachers, certified teachers that come and offer tutoring to help our, uh, and, and it's really elementary. Do we do middle it's school? It's elementary through middle school. Okay. And if you're listening and you're interested, you can visit our website. There's a place where you can go sign up on there and you just show up. Okay. Just show up and we'll take care hey, of you. Hey, listen, we're giving commercials. We're giving great uh, accolades to our teachers because we love them, our principals. Our director of schools, Dr. Chris Causey, is an awesome Christian man, and we're proud of him. So we're giving great accolades for what they're doing, uh, even though we may criticize a little bit of the system. Uh, that that we're, 
that we're just navigating, okay? Uh, we're also giving a uh, plug for our tutoring. We, we'd love for you to take advantage of that. And uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but I threw in a shameless but yet effective plug for Grace Baptist Academy as uh, we'll begin enrollment in March. Uh, I'm sorry, in April uh, for the public in March for current students, but uh, Grace Baptist Academy is a great alternative and if you're looking for consistency, you're looking for um, just, just a constant factor of, or, and a constant flow of good quality education and with the foundation of Jesus. I'd love for you to visit our website and look at Grace Baptist Academy. And uh, we'll be enrolling real soon and information will be out about that. Hey, let's take a break and then we'll come back. Uh, Brother Caleb, you're going to introduce a new segment that we're going to try to incorporate in uh, episodes, maybe three, every three or four episodes. Well, you'll be in charge of it, so you just tell us when to do it. But we're going to tell you about Caleb's Corner when we return after this break. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. Well, we're back. As I told you, we're going to move into a segment called Caleb's Corner. Brother Caleb Lewis, our associate pastor. Uh, tell us, Brother Caleb, about Caleb's Corner. What are we going to be doing? Yes, so we're going to be doing a, a brief segment. I say brief because this is going to be a rapid fire section of the podcast. And so what we're going to rapid do is... Rapid fire. It's a good thing you shaved today. It, yes, indeed. Yeah, it's uh, not like those hairy armpit people that we were referring to earlier. Uh, but what did gonna, you call them in the break? Chewbacca's. <laughs> Chewbacca's. Yeah. Um, Can I do it? Yeah. Go up my- <laughs> <laughs> call, call anyway. Call them in. That's not. Gonna I hope ever. we edit this out of the podcast. I don't think we more will. than. No, like, I don't. We probably I, won't. I seriously doubt we will. Is, this is what we do. What um, you what you hear is what you get with us. Sure. Mm. But we're going to do this rapid fire section. So what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to go around the table here with uh, Brother Steve, Brother David, Brother Michael, and I'm going to give them a question. Now, this could be a Bible question. It could be a ministry question. It could, uh, in the future, we could branch out and do some other stuff. But they're going to have up, up to 60 seconds to answer. It can't go over 60 seconds. So it's going to be short, condensed, mm. and straight to the point. So y'all ready for this? Pumped. All right, let's do it. So how long do we get? You get 60 seconds once I ask the question. And Brother Michael's going to hit you on the head if you go over. I've never done any question. Well, the only one I've ever answered in 60 seconds is global warming. Yeah, that was the all-time record out there. Yeah, like no. I like it. Yeah, there like you go. It. Well, you should be good at these. Are man. all these yeah, questions already, yes or no? Hey, no, let's no, do no, it. No. I'm already in practice. Hey, is one of the questions before we, is it about global warming? Because give that to me. That may be a bonus question if we if we have any time left. Okay. Because it won't take but like two seconds. All right. Let's 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 do it. I'm ready. I'm All excited right. about Caleb's corner. All right. Hey, we need like a little jingle. Yeah, we do. Caleb's corner. Do do do. We so, need to get like Sarah to hey, one. with Chewbacca sound in the background. Can can we do that? Hey, I'm gonna do it, brother okay. Michael. I got All it. Right. Caleb's corner. <laughs> 
Uh, this is going to be a hit. This is a hit. <laughs> Never in my life would I thought I'd end up in this position. All right. Uh, anyway, so we're going to get started. And Brother Steve's got the first question. So once Ooh. I ask it, Brother Steve, you're going to have 60 seconds to answer. You ready? Yeah. All right, here it goes. First question. Why does God change people's name in the Bible, like Abram to Abraham or Jacob to Israel? No. <laughs> All right, Brother David. No. You can only got 60 seconds. All right, can we start over again? Yeah. Because I was ready for the global warming question. Oh, that, oh so that was I, the answer I, to just the global my, warming. Yeah, well, I just, I, I felt so good about no, you know, yeah. so I just went with it. So you got an extra question. All right, so come on, ask me okay. real quick. All right, why does God change people's name in the Bible? Abram to Abraham or Jacob to Israel, for example? Uh, well, there's so many examples, and I do want you to understand that God's still in the name-changing business today. Um, and I believe we see, and, and the primary purpose of God changing people's name is really uh, a changing of a name signifies uh, perhaps, a, 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 I don't want to say a repurpose because, you know, our, our purpose, we're born with a purpose, but a, a new aspect of that purpose in ministry. For instance, when you talk about Abram to Abraham, uh, I did not prepare today to give you really the meanings of those names, but they were significant in the fact that um, Abraham's name changed. I, I think, Brother David, does it mean father of nations? Mm -hmm. So again, Abram made a covenant and we're here today as a result of that covenant because God said, I'm going to bless all the nations through you. So a name change signified a repurposed of his ministry and life. Same throughout. Mm. Peter, Saul. Go. Okay. Brother how Michael, how, how, do we, how do we do on time? You went like one minute and 20 seconds, but it's okay. No okay. okay. No That's close. We got some great. There is grace. Right, here, right. I can do it again. Ask me one more time real quick. <laughs> I know. Is it No. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> All right. Next question, Brother Michael. As our student pastor, what's one thing about your students that you wish everyone in the church knew? So I think this is something that everybody knows, but I wish it would be something that everybody would be invested in. And that the answer to that question is this. They are the future of the kingdom, and we need to invest in them like we believe and know that. They are the future of the kingdom of God, and we need to invest in them like we know and understand that. And I'm not talking about money, okay? I am talking about money, but I'm not just talking about money when we're talking about investing in the students. Students today are in desperate need of attention, face-to-face -face conversation attention. And if you're a parent, I know that you just popped your head up and you're looking at me like a deer in the headlights, but I'm telling you that they crave it. They want your attention. And they are listening to everything that you say, even if they have earbuds in, even if they're acting like they're ignoring you. And I know this because I listen to everything that everybody says to me. I mean, I can tell you things that people told me when I was a student that have never left my memory, good and bad. So Proverbs 18, 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Treat them like they are the future of the kingdom and be very careful what you say to them. That would be what I would say. Good word. How'd your time do? I have no idea. I, I think you went about the 10 seconds over. Okay, well, we're, getting, we're getting better. We're getting grace. better. <clears throat> There's wait. a correlation, uh, chasing a rabbit, if I may. There's a correlation between your children's uh, longevity in church and adulthood 
and what mom and dad say about the pastor and staff mm. at home. Mm. So if you go home Sunday and have a church staff fricassee, you're almost guaranteeing that your children will not participate in church. When as you adults. say fricassee, I'm just—is that what you said? Is that cuss? I think I just cussed. Did we, did we cuss? But do you no, mean like when you go cuss. home and eat the pastor for lunch? Is yes. that what you're talking about? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a correlation. There's been studies. In fact, there's going to be a book written about that correlation, and that's the parents' power of the tongue. Yeah. In the life of that child and its ramifications in their spiritual walk. Do you think Jesus adulthood. hears those conversations? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I just thought that'd be good for everybody to know. Well, I'm just going to, I mean, that never happens at Grace Baptist. They love the pastor here. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. And, and hey, that, that that's a that's a perfect uh, segue. I was this. talking about staff. Not, oh, not yeah. just oh, the pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. The staff, yeah. too. That's well, the youth pastor. It's us, Brother Steve. They're talking about us. They're not talking about you. They're talking about us. No. Hey, look, that's, that's a perfect... I help them talk about y'all. That's a perfect segue into our next question. Brother Steve, what's one thing you wish everyone at our church knew about your job? <laughs> it's easy. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, all right. I want to get a minute. Mm, well, about uh, 50 seconds. 50 now. now. Seconds. Oh, boy. The, it's just kind of... All right. So here's the thing. I'll summarize it like this. It's not a job. I don't have a job. I have a ministry. Mm-hmm. And even though it's tough and uh, there, there are times that, um, yeah, you, there, there, I say this all the time. Sometimes it's really good, Brother David. Sometimes it's really good to be the pastor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not. But it's not a job. It's a ministry. It's a calling. It's a fulfilling. There, uh, It's absolutely incredible. As y'all know, I got uh, called into ministry as a pastor later on. I, I worked in the corporate world before God called me into ministry. And there's nothing, this is the hardest job I've ever had. But again, it's not a job. It's a ministry. And it is absolutely incredible. And God has placed me in an absolutely incredible area in an incredible church. And uh, every day is an adventure. All right. I like that. An adventure adventure time. Okay. Uh, back to back to our biblical questions, brother David. Are you supposed to like ask the questions and then do a commentary? No, no. Okay. No. You was doing the Bob. This Cox is just who thing. Caleb is. Yeah, this, this is Caleb. Is just... This is Caleb's corner, not Brother Steve's corner. <laughs> I can so okay. Uh, no, maybe Brother Steve's podcast, but it's Caleb's corner. <laughs> so At least for him. one episode. Right. Give me the whole second. All right. Brother David, back to our biblical questions. When it comes to baptism, does it really matter if you're sprinkled or dunked or anything else? Yes, it does. Because you go to the, uh, you go not only the baptism of Jesus, there's a reference that they, they were baptizing in this area because there was plenty of water. And uh, you take the word, it's baptizo in the Greek, and that means to immerse. And so the symbolism of baptism is most perfectly represented in immersion going under the water and coming up. The life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, when you go into the water, the resurrection of Jesus. Our old life, death to our old life, new life in Jesus Christ. The symbolism breaks down with sprinkling. It's it's not a biblical method. Uh, I know many have used it. And um, I would encourage you, if you have been sprinkled as, as a child and you were a believer in Jesus Christ, that you would call the church and line up a baptismal date and be baptized scripturally. 
Also, if you were baptized and later realized that you you were you you came you became saved after that baptism, maybe as a child, I would encourage you to get your baptism on the right side of your of your conversion as well. So it does matter. It is a big deal, and uh, there's folks at the church that love to help you get right with the Lord. And, Shoot, and we can do that there. today because that baptistry—it's it's hot. Both of them at Greenbrier Campus and Main Campus. What's our phone like, number where they could call to do well, that? Well, hang today? on, hang on. I'm gonna tell you like they are. They're hot and ready, like those Caesar's Pizza, all the time. Twenty four mm. seven yes, seven twenty four six one five three eight four. Three three nine three. Call us today. We'd love to baptize you this afternoon. Yes, sir. All right, but Steve, here's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Explain the Trinity. One minute. No, that's thirty three seconds apiece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I go with my global warming answer? No. I mean, it's so. It's your podcast. No. I mean, explain the Trinity. There is no explanation of the Trinity. The reality is God exists in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each one has a distinct but yet unifying role as the triune Godhead. So God the Father who governs all, Jesus who is our reconciler, the mediator between his role. He's 100% God, but he plays a role in himself. So only God can do this. Only God can exist in three persons. The Holy Spirit of God, who is our parakletos, our paraclete, our comforter, the guide. So God exists in three persons. What does that look like? When I get to heaven, I'm going to tell you. I would, let me add to this. If anybody can explain the Trinity, like tell you and explain, what you need to do is like Forrest Gump, Ron, Forrest, Ron. Mm. Mm. Good word. Brother Michael. What is discipleship, and why is it important? I'm assuming you're talking about discipleship of Jesus. Can I go? Is that safe? Yes. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure. So discipleship is following Jesus, biblical discipleship. Jesus invites, and we just got done preaching about this, I think, Brother Steve and Luke, but Jesus invites Peter, James, and John to follow him. He invites Levi to follow him. And the Bible says that both of those groups left everything to follow Jesus. So I think universally as the church, we do a really bad job of teaching discipleship. I mean, most of the time we think it's just enough to believe in Jesus, but, you know, James warns about that. He says, listen, uh, even the demons believe, but but discipleship is believing and behaving mm-hmm. like Jesus, yeah. which is super important. And you might be thinking, well, Michael, how do I believe and behave like Jesus? It's a great question. Do two things for the rest of your life, and you'll behave like Jesus. Love God and love people. And every decision that you have to make, filter it through those two questions. How do I love God in this decision? How do I love people? And you'll be a disciple of Jesus. And is it important? Uh, yes, yeah, pretty big deal. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everybody who calls to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in the kingdom of heaven. So believe and behave like Jesus. All right. Amen. Brother Steve, what would you say to someone? who thought that the God of the Old Testament seems really mean, while Jesus in the New Testament seems really nice. I'd say they're right on. No, same God. Now, the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8. But God in the Old Testament is still the same God, but we call it the Old Covenant. And God operated with humanity just a little bit differently than the New Covenant. 
Now, again, same God, same love, same plan, same everything. But uh, he, and we, we see this in his giving of Jesus. Grace and mercy. And, and we see how he functions in what I call the new contract with mankind. That's what I call the new covenant. Uh, he, he deals with humanity just a little bit differently. We see in the Old Testament, I, I mean, the church, for instance, here, here's the main thing. Uh, in the Old Testament, God's people, uh, the Israelites, uh, government, government all, all of this was wrapped into one. They're, they're, the way that they govern their lives, their laws, all, all of that. In the New Testament, God has, uh, in, in the new covenant with mankind, God has ordained government to be a protector of the people and the church to be a perpetuator of the gospel, the love of Jesus. So God has separated the fighting. God has separated all of that and, and placed protectoring on, uh, protectorate on the government and love and, and uh, grace and mercy, just like Brother Michael just said about loving your neighbor and loving God. We have, uh, there, there's a different role. So he, he has given us a new role and in that he's operated in that role differently with us. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was mean in the Old Testament. No, he wasn't. He was, he's always been gracious. As a matter of fact, I mean, uh, none of us deserve anything that God has given to us. But he did operate with mankind differently in the Old Covenant versus the New Covenant. All right. Brother David, what's the greatest strength of the American church today? So I believe the church has some purposes, um, evangelism, discipleship, worship, uh, fellowship, um, prayer, things like that. Uh, I also believe that the Western church is in an anemic condition spiritually. Um, we're not reaching our culture for Christ. We're not evangelizing. And uh, so we've got some serious issues. I think one of the things that in, in global Christianity that the American church is playing right now is a, a financial one. I think we still have some financial resources that we are leveraging for the gospel globally. And I think that's a powerful um, tool. It's not gonna last forever. It's a season and I think we're in that season. And while we're in that season, we need to give double down to leverage the gospel around the world while we seek to be serious about those purposes of the church that uh, we can be more like what Jesus called us to be. Mm. So the flip side of that question for Brother Steve, what's the greatest weakness of the American church? Well, Brother David answered both. All in 60 seconds. How does he do that? I mean, he is a professional. But uh, the greatest weakness, I believe that the American church is comfortable and complacent. And we are fine with mediocre uh, Christianity. Mediocracy has enveloped the whole nation. And instead of the church leading culture, culture has crept into the church. And in that, they brought complacency. They brought comfortability and um, just mediocrity. So I, I think that we, that's where we, I think that's one of the greatest problems because apathy toward our spiritual mission. 
I read a, a statistic in a sermon I read I preached yesterday was that uh, the average American Christian is twice as likely to look at Facebook as they are their Bible in a given day. Oh, I think that's super low. <laughs> so what, what was I think it's even I think it's I even more. The, the number <laughs> that we're twice as likely to look at Facebook than we are our Bible oh, on a given day. Mm. And then we wonder why we're spiritually impotent. Mm. It's pretty obvious. All right, Brother Michael, ending us up here. What would you say to someone, perhaps even if they're listening to the podcast, what would you say to someone who thinks that they may be called to ministry? Man, that's so good. I would say a couple of things. Number one, you better be sure. And you better be sure not because your mom or your daddy or a pastor told you, hey, I think you're called to ministry, but you better be sure because the Lord has told you. Um. First and foremost. So that'd be the first thing that I would say. And then the second thing that I would say is you better get serious about your sin. Like there's nothing more important than personal purity for somebody who's being called to ministry. It can ruin your ministry in 30 seconds. So you better be committed to it. Uh, number three, I would say to always keep in mind that God will always be most glorified in your weakness. Mm. That's how he operates. Michael, what do you mean by that? Listen, when I was in college, I failed my speech class. <laughs> my professor pulled me aside and said, hey, and I love Miss Tina. She's great. She says, hey, are you sure? That, what do you, you want to do? I said, I think I'm supposed to preach and teach. She goes, are you absolutely sure? Because you're bombing my class. I said, I know. I, I know. I can't help it. And I uh, went to one of my, my professors and I said, what should I do? He said, pray every day that God would make you a good teacher. And the Lord, and it's only the Lord, took my greatest fear, and now it's my greatest joy. Amen. So so be prepared for God Amen. to use you in your weakness. So that's number three. And then last thing, number four, um, pick a helpmate that's going to help your ministry, not hinder it. Huh? If, if you're dating somebody and you say, hey, I think I'm called to ministry, and you see them take a step back or you feel them take a step back, I promise you they're not the one. So pick somebody that's going to help your ministry, not not hinder it. I told Lana on our first date, we got done with our first date. I chased her for nine months. I said, hey, I'm, I know I'm called to ministry. So when I call you tomorrow to schedule our second date, if you're not down for that life, don't answer the phone and don't ever respond to me again. And she did. Here we are. So it's super that important. It must have worked. It must That's have worked. awesome, yeah, man. It must have worked. Yeah, that, That's good stuff. That didn't work out like that for me because I wasn't voted most likely to be a preacher. So my hey, wife listen, and I were dating listen, it's the same and thing. married long before God called me to preach. And, 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 well, glorified in weakness, glorified in weakness. That's a whole other podcast. Hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. Uh, guys, we didn't even get, now you're Caleb's corner. Like, I don't, I think we took longer than a minute. I think we took twice. The, I did good on my time. Well, I, I mean, you I, asked me a question. I, I mean, I wanted to go with no, and y'all kept pulling it out. <laughs> it's y'all's fault if I went over. Y'all just kept drawing that out. You were just interested. I'll, I'll fix that next time. So let's end our uh, this episode in our podcast with um, uh, with Caleb Scorner. And uh, let's pick up again uh, next week, and we'll answer a question. i got a great question from Leviticus. We're in one of the greatest books in all of the Bible, the book of Leviticus. And everybody gets so excited when we read Leviticus. And uh, there's there's some great questions that come. But I, I do believe that it's the richest theology in all the Bible. It helps us to understand how important Jesus is and and his sacrifice. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that on the next episode. Listen, if you've got questions or, or if you're looking for spiritual guidance, please call us. 
we have a great time here talking about Jesus, but, but the greatest thing that we could ever do is help you to not only find a relationship with the Savior, uh, but even foster your fellowship with the Savior. And uh, Jesus died for your sin and got up on the third day also that you could have a personal relationship with God. We want to tell you more about that. Hey, if you've been saved and never baptized, or as Brother David talked about, uh, it's your baptism on the right side of your salvation. Uh, you know, is it important to be baptized? Jesus said in Matthew 10, uh, 32 and 33, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. But here's Freeman translated. If you don't, I won't. I'd say it's a pretty big deal. Now, does it save you? No. So we could talk about that. We'd love to talk about your spiritual journey with you and to help you. Um, but guys, thank you for being with us today in the studio. And until next time, uh, listen to the outro. They'll tell you how to get in touch with us if you have spiritual questions. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.